Hello, everyone. It's your host, Garrett Marigut. Uh, excited to be here today. Uh, chatting off stage with Tyler was a blast, and you guys are going to have a great time learning from him today, as long as as well as I will. So without further ado, Tyler Lassard, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be an absolute blast, and I think uh, I'm going to learn a couple things here as we go. I'm looking forward to it. How do you make your video look just so beautiful? How do you like do Porsche mode like that? Is there a oh. trick? I appreciate that. It's uh, I recently decided that look, I'm this. We're in this world for the long haul now. I'm going to be doing video from my home office permanently. I work at a video and company. I work at a video company. That's a good uh, a good reason. And uh, I decided to step up my gear here. And I had went from your typical embedded camera to a webcam, and now I'm using a, a proper DSLR with a 30 millimeter lens hooked up through USB as my webcam and. You know, there's no going back now. No it's, way. I, mean, I was like a peasant just being next to you. So uh, <laughs> I love having it. This is great. Um, so I kind of was telling you a little bit of the show, but what we're about to do is we're going to spin the wheel. So when we spin this wheel Boy. and Ryan's going to do it, it's just going to pick a company. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. And we're going to get after it. So Ryan, let's do it. Oh Boy. Ooh, BMC. Do you BMC? know anything about BMC? What's that? Do you know anything about them? Ah, uh, you know, from a long time ago, I remember them from uh, network management software. But I think they're a, I think they're a behemoth. I think they got a lot of different parts to their business, don't they? Oh yeah. So let's go take a look at their website just so you feel comfortable. So BMC.com, and they've got this product called Helix that we at Directive have competed with before with other players in the space. Okay. Um, and they actually wanted to work with us at a point we had to say no because we had to non-compete. But essentially, um, they're doing multi-cloud management, security and compliance, SecOps, IT optimization, DevOps, machine learning, ITSM. That's where we were competing with them is on the ITSM level. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, they're a behemoth in the space. Look at these products man itsm so this is what we were competing with yeah then you've got let's see if i can get that menu back chatbots business workflow hell i mean i'm surprised i don't see video with this many services yeah um so anything uh that's uh you anything you wanted me to explore a little more for you so you have a little idea uh, I mean, this is really interesting. We can, you know, depending on how you want to take it, we can dive into something specific into one of these uh, lines of business. We can look at, you know, they've got this interesting problem of having so much to their brand that that in itself is a big marketing challenge of, of how you build that sort of branded uh, house of, of brands. But uh, yeah, I mean, let me know where you want to take it, but I feel pretty good about uh, what they're doing. I love it. So that sounds good. So as long as we're good there, let's uh, figure out G2's capture real quick. You can do it. I got faith in you. You are a human, my friend. Yes. Let's see if they agree. And they agree. So <laughs> let's take a little bit look at what people are saying. One of my favorite things to do is when I look at this to read. Okay. I love this. So this is a little trick that we did with exactly uh, back in the day, um, but it's to create product level reviews when you have a lot of products. So this is really wise. I see a lot of enterprise SaaS companies struggle to take the market share yeah. because they they just have BMC, right? And then but th then they have all these different products within, so they don't rank for all their products. So this is really cool. Let's take a look at the ITSM level 
just to see some three-star reviews, just so we have an idea of what people are saying about them. Um, I think it'll give us some good context. Many features that are helpful. What do you dislike? I like this part, right? The downside is that it can be a little rough to handle sometimes. Most of its features are Java-based and might not be compatible. Yep. Uh, what problems are you solving with the product? It. This is my favorite line right here because this helps us understand what people are trying to do, right? It has been giving us the ability to track problems and keep up and running, avoiding general outages and taking care of them with great service level agreement response. Okay. Let's see a couple more. We're solving IT-related queries and issues in my company. Thank you for that. Uh, tracking asset, understanding changes, flagging incidents. We have the ability to do this all at one place. Okay. So getting a good idea, I think, together of a little bit of what this product's known for. So let's use our time today, I think, to maybe dive into just one product um, since they have so many. Look at the ITSM. So this is an interesting homepage, right? You've got essentially all this content at the top that's very heavy content what's your take on kind of this whole ebook gated environment in today's kind of digital landscape yeah i i struggle with this as a first entry point into the brand and the product for sure um i think things like this have their place in terms of campaigns and, and programs that you're running but um i would immediately scroll down I may have a bias with my video side of the house, but I would immediately go like, no, 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 show me what you do. Like, I'm not yep. like I, at this point here, I'm not, I'm not going out on a date yet. Uh, yeah. Like I just want to learn a little bit more. Yeah. And so the other thing I noticed here is that it's a hard call to action. So it's a pretty frictionless in the sense you can start a trial, yep. but what's been your experience? You know, I, I've always seen a lot of success, what I call dual call to actions, right? One that's maybe top of funnel exploratory and then one that's more action oriented. Yeah. What's your take on dual call actions versus singular and kind of that trade off? Yeah, it uh, it certainly depends on the time and place, but I like having uh, I do like the dual call action in most cases, uh, one being to self learn and one being to ask for assistance or to lean in. It's almost a lean back versus lean in. And one of the things I've seen that I, I can see they've got a piece of it there, but a lot of uh, B2B tech brands are starting to do is saying, yeah, instead of book a meeting as that big call to action. You've got things like start a free trial as the lean in, but the lean back is um, see it in action, watch a demo now, yeah. um, you know, dive into the specifics and letting give, p giving people a really clear self-learning path, yeah. which I'm not sure that we're finding yet, we'll see, um, but making that friction free, right? Those forms, those things that don't have a place at this point. Um, let me learn, give me 10 minutes to lean back and, and suck it all in and then go from there. No, I love that. And I think one of the things I noticed right out of those prepping for this, I want to kind of see what your take was on brand continuity and consistency. Mm -hmm. I think you all have done a cool job with this um, and keeping it consistent throughout. One of the interesting th things I find here is this is essentially IBM's logo. Am I crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're right in that it's it is it is pretty it's almost g generic in that industry right now. And you're right. The, the, the blue, you know, BMC to me, I, I do remember their orange. Uh, from, yep. It was a decade ago when I worked at BlackBerry, I worked with them on their um, IT systems management, managing BlackBerry servers. And I remember the orange and uh, you know, you're right. Some of this feels a little, I prefer if you stood down a little bit more, but. Yeah. Well, what I found is actually they have this great video, right? Where they're highlighting the use case and people, yeah. Right. They got the whole kind of setup. I would love to see them 
And this isn't just them, man. I get to do this all the time, right? And the larger the organization, the less risk they're willing to take, it appears sometimes, with making their brand stand for something. Mm. Um, is there any tips maybe for someone watching that's in one of these environments where they want to take a more bold approach to their brand, but they're struggling to get anything less generic than this approved? Any any experience you've had getting something a little bit more bold integrated? Yeah, it, it is an interesting one because especially, you're right, it does seem to be a symptom of larger enterprise, uh, you know, reducing risk, but also the fact that um, they, you know, their brands evolve over time. But I, I, I do find that there is a lot, there's often that jump to this is what we do, not this is how we help, or this is us know, we know you, we know your problems, yep. you know, and or to go to the at almost extreme is this is what we stand for, not necessarily from a personal political perspective, but from an industry perspective, right? Like yeah. we are, you know, we're here to do this, accomplish this and to partner with you in these ways. And I think, Again, you know, we're at a level here where it does seem to get pretty product specific pretty quickly, yeah. um, where I'd like to feel a little bit more to get attached to as an overall brand identity and, and go like, ah, oh, this is my people, right? This is my, yeah. uh, this is my tribe. They understand me. I'm like, let's, let's have at this. I think yeah. there's a lot more room there to, to build that brand halo for sure. No, hundred percent. And I think it's just, a, it's like the nature of the beast I've found, right? Like we're working with a lot of these enterprise publicly traded companies ourselves and they all universally have a same comfortableness to their brand where they're not necessarily risky. Um, and in my opinion, it's a great opportunity if you are BMC to go through an overhaul to make yourself more approachable, especially yeah. with the way developer centric SaaS companies are going with product first onboarding, right? Where they're trying to get developers to create an instance as quickly as possible. I think creating something that resonates with individuals more than purchasing centers right, could be hyper effective as entry points right through digital. Um, I do love this, Tyler. I do love the fact that they have like subfolder and then product like URL level call to actions. This is definitely awesome and something a lot of enterprise companies aren't doing. Uh, so I yep. really love that. Yeah. Um, anything you do different here, right? Like the goal of this in my mind, just so you have Tyler is at the end of this, we're going to put your C CMO hat on, right? DMC yep. calls you up. Hey, Tyler, you're now the CMO. What are your three things you're going to do in that first quarter? So yep. try to keep that in mind as we're going through this. So like, what are the big three things you would do yep. if you were CMO? Um, well, one of the things I was wondering here as we were scrolling through it, I was struggling to find anything that was outcome driven. Um, again, most of these are, you know, everything you need to do, everything you need to deliver predictive industry. Like my job isn't to deliver predictive, like my job is to deliver certain outcomes, right? Like this is a means to an end. Um, and even as we scroll up, I struggle to see that it might have been there in the, in the hero messaging. Um, but you know, again, we, we use these things to transform these things to deliver on, like these aren't, that's not my job, right? My job isn't to use cognitive automation technologies to transform my best practices. My job is to deliver a key outcome. Um, and that's where I wonder, and I immediately, I'm like, you know, they, they may have a very broad, depends on how broad or specific your audience is that whether you can get there, but I would start to, you know, look back at this and go, like, let's focus on the outcomes and yep. how we message this yep. with, you know, the solutions being a means to an end. But 
Yeah, the like the last or like how about we wrote some like here's an idea, right? Something like this, right? The final boss before you can offer 99.9% .9 uptime on SLAs. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. something that tells me uptime. Why... responsible for uptime. I care about that. Right. Like that, like an outcome of 99.9% .9 uptime is a, is an outcome that I uh, that I worry about. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So a little little fun with the copy. I think you know the SEO gods are happy here, but yeah. I I still like a little bit of flavor as an SEO person myself. Yeah. Um Gardner Magic Quadrant across millions of dollars of spend for us outperforms pretty much every call to action. So I'd love to see maybe like see what Gartner says right here, right? Just so that it can go from being BMC talking about themselves to Gartner talking about BMC, right? That's a powerful moment. Yep. Um, what about this? You know, you all at, at Vidyard talk to different use cases of your product. Yeah. What's your take on this way of doing it? Yeah. Yeah, this um, uh, it's you know from a technical implementation standpoint, you know I'm not sure on the tabular versus just having things front and center. Um, you know I would prefer to see these things all you know sort of unfolded in a tighter way. Yeah, two call be able to you know just be able to to to, to glance through them to to find that. Um, I, I do like having sort of role specific again if that your product uh, lends itself to it. Um, to having this level of breakdown at this point. Um, but I, I'm personally not a huge fan of the the tabs. I find often people don't even realize that there are multiple tabs that they would click into uh, in a web experience like this. But that's just my personal preference from a, a design perspective. No, of course. I think the CMS here feels a little dated, like this style of like really tight lines, like square yeah. lines. And then like the guy kind of hovering over the gray and the white with the kind of broken up layout. Yeah. But it's a little weird going white, gray, blue, blue, and then like randomly four column tabular, then two column solid on white. Like right. it is a little pieced together, maybe. Um, how big of an impact do you find design making in your mind, right? When when organizations are trying to buy, like how critical is design to you? Well, I mean, design is 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 extremely important. It's I'm always I uh, frankly I'm always surprised, and I shouldn't be anymore. Uh, you know, how impactful, you know, small changes can be on like really minute conversion rates and performance and yeah. our design team, our UX team, our web dev team. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that at Vidyard, we've got the the culture where like they're every day, right? It's like it's tweaks and it's testing and it's iteration to find what's working or what's not, you know, to, to lead to the downstream results. And that's the interesting thing is a lot of people will, um, Number one, they won't be disciplined about testing an iteration, right? It'll be like, this is the design we all think is the best, rock and roll. Six months later, we'll check it again, right? It's like, no, it's a living beast and it has to be treated like that. But the other thing too is being disciplined about looking at the metrics that matter and not just focusing on the surface level metrics. And so when we make design changes, of course, we'll look at the leading indicators of, okay, did we see more conversions on this versus that? But we were also giving ourselves that time horizon to say, well, did that mean we ended up with more downstream pipeline or less? Because we could get way more free trials if that's all we offered people, but the downstream pipeline may not happen because we didn't get people into the funnel the way we wanted to. So those are things that, you know, and, and again, it feels like there's probably a lot of things they do test and iterate on here, but that's, that's my sense when, when, this, uh, when this stuff really happens.
I love that. No, and that's more on the performance side. What about the aesthetic side? Because one of the things I've seen, Tyler, is we as marketers, and I my, this happens on my websites all the time, right? I'm running so many Google optimized tests or whatever that the initial brand design mm-hmm. just becomes completely bastardized and it's like all hacked together from all my different tests. Is there a way to be iteratively testing without simultaneously like ruining brand aesthetic because i know that a lot of in-house teams are struggling with right it's like how how do you balance iterative testing on the performance side with continuity on the brand side yeah it it is an interesting one one of the things that you can do is run some of the foundational testing on landing pages campaign pages things like that to get sort of general understanding of saying okay does you know this color or this placement or having a video or not having a video uh, where those, you know, destination places can have, you know, they don't necessarily have to be as as continuous in terms of the brand experience as the core um, flow of your of your website, and those can feed back in, and we can say, well, what holds true here is likely to hold true there, and we'll we'll make those changes, uh, but do so in a way that it's consistent with the brand on the main site. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing to be mindful of. Okay. Um, you know, I think just uh, otherwise, it's like this is the importance of having your you know, digital web, depending on how you set up in your organization, but that team and your design team, uh, like working in squads together, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff can happen when the, you know, the person who's tasked with testing and iterating, and optimizing the website is focused solely on performance and conversions and, you know, is not partnering up with somebody on the design side and the, you know, broader marketing team who does care about brand and about experience and so I think that's just the other part of it is when you do have those squads and people are partnering up on it, then it's less likely to happen where the designers will say, hey, this looks great, but oh, by the way, let's just blend these colors and I can create a transparent background on this uh, as opposed to you just grabbing what we have and shoving it in. I can't agree more, Tyler. I mean, everyone listening, designers are your superheroes. Like, <laughs> stop Amen. giving them things after you decided like they're just task rabbits, like dead <laughs> serious. Like we have to have the same problem at Directive we have a full design team that's amazing. And they're like, I want you to do this. And yeah. then they just like ship them stuff. Like they're like, like they're just like slaves yeah. to whatever you want. Instead of being like, Hey, here's some of the data we're seeing. I'd love to get your perspective. Here's the problem we're trying to solve. How do you think we could go about this? If you're out there in marketing, if you could elevate design, I can't tell you how much more effective every one of your KPIs is going to be. Yeah. Um, especially if you're in software, because the aesthetic of your website creates it, it creates a priming event psychologically right. around what to expect with the UI of the product. In yeah. other words, perception is reality. If your website looks ugly, the assumption is you have a ugly, unusable application. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Well, I know you're you're absolutely right, and and I'll even you know go further into that, which you know we're drifting a little bit from their marketing makeover. But if I were to actually use a BMC product, if I were to adopt Helix ITSM here, uh, would the actual brand experience, would that be consistent with what I'm seeing here, right? And those are all, you know, here at Vidyard, we made the decision a number of years ago to have a centralized design team that works across marketing, web, and product. And that same group is building the UX in our products as they are building the UX on our website. And, you know, it was... uh, a very simple concept, but a really impactful one when we, uh, you know, when you look back a couple of years later and think how disconnected the two were, you didn't realize that you couldn't see the forest for the trees when you were in it back then. And you were like, yeah, the product over here is great. And our website is great. And if you step back and you look at them and you're like, 
these two look like they're from completely different companies. Yep. And, uh, you know, the great things we did over here, we do the exact opposite over here. And like, here we use tabs and here we use this. It's like, ah. And so yep. like having a centralized team that's designing reusable components that has a methodology and an ideology for the brand and having those manifest themselves in both places is so powerful when you have it done right and becomes so efficient too, right? Yep. That you're not recreating things. And um, anyway, I'll get off my soapbox on that one, but. No, no, I love what you're saying. And I mean, going back to this, one thing that blows my mind is everything we talked about is all the way down here. So plus 45% service test efficiency, according to Forrester, six month payback period and 354% ROI in three years. And then it's actually accessible. What the, they have literally like the Holy grail. Yeah, why'd you hide this? This is awesome. (laughs) This is literally like total economic impact. It's from like a verified third party yeah. by Forrester Research. And if I put a hot jar on here, Tyler, what percent do you think actually are reading that information? Oh, less than two. <laughs> Isn't that okay? So I think I have my like big, big thing, right? Which is like, if I'm the product marketer here, I want to know how to get the things only I can say with the proof of other people saying it yeah, right next to my starter free trial. See yeah. the economic impact now. Yeah. Right. Like yep. hear what Gardner has to say, see the economic impact and now watch an overview and like yep. see it for yourself. And I bet, and, and I can, I can guarantee you without even watching it, that that video there isn't actually an overview. It's a, it's a high level explainer that makes people feel good. Yep. Um, but I guarantee you, it doesn't show me what the product actually looks like, how it works. And um, again, I, I would expect that I don't have any way to do that other than actually starting a free trial, which sounds like a low friction entry point, but is actually a really high friction entry point for people. Like, let's see how much friction. Yeah, let's look. Like, that's going to be so. It's going to be a big form based thing, but but realistically, I have to now block off the next probably afternoon of my day to figure this thing out, right? To like learn it and do it. So it should be there and that's the right, but I'm like, I'm really obsessed back with this idea of what I've been seeing more and more marketers do, which is give me the opportunity to lean back, let me Netflix it, show me what you do. Like just, I wanna see the product in action. I don't want marketing fluff. I don't want it to be a high level explainer. Show me what you do without me having to talk to a sales rep or to spend four hours, uh, you know, figuring out a trial. And that's yeah, does that actually? I just did a whole pro- I just did a whole presentation around product-led growth. Like, yeah. look at this. In two seconds, I can type my company in, hit enter, and free as charge without even signing up. See the product, oh, and then good. when I get deeper in it, right, and I go click on something like this, it starts yeah. to gate it. This yeah. to me is it, right? Like they see the value, they understand it. If they want more, they can yeah. get it. If not, they probably aren't the right fit, and you're good anyway, right? Yeah. Check this out. Go to um, marketo.com. Okay. So another like enterprise level software company, you know, same vein as a BMC, different different space, of course. But yeah. if you go to um, marketo.com, so here we are. Now look at their primary calls to action. Start scrolling down their homepage and see oh, if sorry. that happens. Uh, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, so there's the see it in action. Interactive uh, product tour, view a product tour. Yes, and if you... Um, they used to have a sticky footer. It may not be there anymore, but a sticky footer that would come up on the bottom to say, see it in action or watch no, it. No, I love it though, right? There's no demo. There's no trial call to action. It's like, see the darn thing. Yeah. See if you like it. I'm trying to close it. It won't let me. 
And so they've, I, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Cause they've, uh, and they see a really high completion rate on that form because the expectation is, well, I'm, okay, I'm willing to give you this because it's not a, like, it's not an ebook. It's like, I can see it. Right. And yep. it actually drops you into this really cool, um, like uh, interactive demo experience where there's about a dozen different videos on each of their different sub products that you can like lean in as far as you want and go, Oh, cool. I'm interested in your email marketing solution. Here's a five minute walkthrough of it. Right. Or this, Oh and yeah. It's, like, it's really cool. Like, great. I got the proof points. I can lean back um, and I can self educate here. Whereas again, I'm struggling with how I would do that on BMC site. If I really wanted to like, you know, put it through its paces and see what this is really all about other than starting a trial, which again is a good, a good one to have at least. No, no, I love your heads at exactly. And I think the other part here, a lot of love your take on is what's your take on like this resource level. I mean, I think they've got a ton of content. What's your take on the way it's organized. If you would do something different, doing product level content like this kind of what's your, what's your thought around that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's beautiful and I would click on all those links. Okay. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think like, again, you could, you could probably, you know, run some analysis on this and make a guess that, uh, you know, how many people are really clicking into these different things. Um, I don't think it hurts to have it here. I also, I'm not sure it's going to, it's going to help a ton. I would, you know, lean towards picking and, and maybe this happens a little bit up, but I would lean towards picking some, you know, hero assets and making them visually represented. So, yep. you know, I had a sense for like, you know, what this is. And, and I know they had that with, I see the Gartner Magic Quadrants here. It's also above. So they have picked down some um, separately. Um, but the other thing I would consider doing here is I'm not sure that, you know, having things broken out by resource type. Uh, it's another thing that I'm, uh, I struggle with every day. Uh, because yeah, some people may be like, oh, I want to find a white paper or research or eBooks, but I would be more inclined to make it topical yeah. and, uh, and have something that is a little bit more aligned with like, as a buyer, what am I trying to find or learn? I think analyst research, that's okay. Like, because I may be looking for analyst research, but otherwise, I don't know if I'm looking for a white paper, an eBook, a webinar or a video. I just want to learn about this topic and then let me, you know, let me find well, those. Sometimes more is less is kind of what I think is going on here too, Tyler, right? Like when there's this much content, it makes me feel like I don't have time to really learn and I almost ignore it yeah. instead of feeling like here's one thing to experience. Here's one thing to read and here's one thing to explore and we're selling it hard. Right. And going kind of from there. So let's say we're hired, right? We're now the, we're a CMO of BMC Helix. Okay. First thing you're going to do, Tyler, what does it look like to you? I I am going to, I, so I'm going to create an outcome-based content journey here that's going to allow people to self-educate very quickly, yep. to get the proof points, to see what we can do in action, and to use that as a jumping off point to um, you know, start their trial or get in touch with our team. So I think there's some, you know, I, I, there, there's some small things that I think we can do here to make this a much more effective and automated conversion machine by by letting people learn and discover in a way, way more effective way. I love that. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to move this video up here. Yep. So it's above the fold. I'm going to keep my free trial and then I'm going to add a secondary, which is see the economic impact. Yep. Because I think this is a really uh, healthy thing to 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 prime someone for an action yep. for them to self sell and increase their likelihood of taking the trial because they understood the impact and because they saw the video. So I think we're on the same page here. I love the copy yep. side. What about this like kind of use case uh, scenario? What are you going to do maybe differently here? 
Yeah, I'm going to simplify both this section as well as that section below that we referred to with all the lists of resources. Yep. Um, I think both of those, we're going to simplify them down to remove, you know, like serious columning to remove the tabbing to have, you know, probably maybe three or four visual blocks about each of those with a reduced amount of content. And yep. then I, I may very well, uh, for those individual personas, um, remove the, the written content and uh, I would probably, I would probably have a little micro video uh, for each of those personas. So instead of this tabs, I'd have four blocks. Service desk manager from IBM, IT ops manager from BlackBerry, change manager from Vidyard, CIO from WordPress, right? And then they all have videos. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, just, just, you know, give me the bullet points and then see what we do for you. And mm -hmm. make that, you know, a 60 second video that's, Hey, CIO, these are your biggest problems. Well, we're here to help, and this is how we do it. And uh, again, let me visually and quickly learn um, you know, how to do it. I love that. And then I think the last thing I want to do is I want to make – you're saying I can start my free BMX trial. Okay. Do I need a credit card? First question. So no credit card required. Great. How long is it going to take? And then what's the next step? You're saying start your trial. I have an experience as a user, right, for SaaS companies that lie to me. In other words, I fill out the form, I try to start my trial, and it says, thank you, someone from BMC will contact you in the next 48 hours, right? I want to take away all the psychological friction yep. associated with taking this action by bringing it to the forefront and then showing people how long it takes to get up and running like and that there's no credit card required. Anything you would maybe do here? I like it. Um, yeah, there, there's, um, there's a lot of distraction I would simplify things once again. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of bullet points down the side. Why do we need to scroll, right? I might, I might remove that, you know, keep the focus on the form. And instead I might get rid of that copy on the side and have a little testimonial quote with a, a nice face on it um, saying that, you know, the the impact that it's had for them. Um, and maybe uh, update the chat bot, right? Not sure you're ready to take that next step. We're here to help, right? And then kind of keep it custom. Keep getting some social proof above the fold, right? SAP uses you. Let's yep. tell everybody right here, right? Let's make sure everybody's aware of it. Um, but no, this has been absolutely amazing, Tyler. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling better about my own marketing now. What can I say? This uh, Now that we've, we've seen and, and poked holes in others, of course, now I'm going to go back to my site and it's going to be even worse. I'm going to be like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not doing any of those things I said they should do. So now well, I got it's, to it's very easy to look at others and, and make our own suggestions. <laughs> but no, I uh, I thought you, this was amazing. We're so glad to have you on, Tyler. If people want to get a hold of you, I know you're a, you know an author as well. Is there any way people can maybe follow along your journey? Yeah, I mean, uh, please follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn, my platform of choice. Just find me there, Tyler Lassar with Vidyard. Uh, links on the screen there. And, uh, you know, you can follow me there. As mentioned, I recently launched my first book called The Visual Sale, which is all about how to use video across sales and marketing. Uh, some of the ideas we talked about here on your website and other places. So you can check that out and uh, look forward to, to meeting you over there. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you to PMC for allowing us to, for you to be our muse. And um, hopefully everyone tuned in and learned something new today. Thanks, everybody. And that's uh, SaaS Marketing Makeover complete. Thanks, Bye. guys.